Welcome to Mind, Body, Health, and Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Miller. Thank you so much for tuning in and participating with us today. Every single one of you is part of the Mind, Body, Health, and Politics community, and I value every single one of you listening in. I wish I could meet every single one of you. What a treat that would be to put faces on the other side of the table that I sit talking today to our guest, Petra Schulte, who's going to be talking to us about Blue Zones, and my dear friend, Mike DeLaura, who sits in the room doing the engineering for the program. I'd love to meet you all. Perhaps if we see each other on the street and you hear my voice and recognize it, come over and say hello, and we'll chat for a moment. That would be great. Today, we have as our guest Petra Schulte, as I just mentioned, and she's going to be talking to us about the Blue Zones. Some of you may remember that the Blue Zones have been identified as the seven places in the world where people live the longest. I just got a signal from Petra. Erase seven. It's the five places in the world where people live the longest. I stretch it by two. Five places in the world where people live seven, nine, and 12 years longer, you're going to hear more exacting terms from Petra. They live longer than we do, and they live better. They live better. Some of these folks at age 97, the doctors are still doing surgery. The farmers are still putting in fences. The women are sitting with great-great-grandchildren. I saw a photograph of a woman 105 years old sitting with a newborn baby that was her direct descendant, cuddling her in her arms. You're going to hear today about blue zones, about how you can make your home healthier without your even realizing it. Small changes that you make your family eat better effortlessly. You're going to hear about how you can optimize your bedroom to making your sleep even more effective. And you're going to hear about how friends rub off on us. You're going to hear about the positive influence as well as the negative influence, depending on who you associate with, how they influence the quality of your life and now how they influence the actual longevity of your life. Stay tuned for this very important program about Blue Zones that's going to be brought to you by our guest, Petra Schulte, and she's going to be talking about making our community and every community that you live in, wherever you're listening to this from, into a Blue Zone so that we all can live deeper and longer. But first, a few announcements. One announcement is a disclaimer. Everything that you hear on this program is the opinion of myself, my engineer, Mike DeLora, and our special guest, Petra Schulte. 
Nothing that you hear on this program should be taken as coming from either the staff or the station itself, KZYX. So please remember that. Also, another announcement. KZYX is having a year-end funding appeal. Yep, it's that time again. It's the end of the year. KZYX and all of us here appreciate all the expressions of gratitude and praise that we've received for our coverage of those devastating October fires. It's our job here at KZYX to keep the communities of our area informed, entertained, and connected in good times and bad, connected with one another as people in our community. Nothing we do here at KZYX could be possible without you, and you, and you, and you, and every single one of you. You and KZYX are one in the same. And to make sure we're always here when you need us, we're having this year-end funding appeal. I know it's difficult. It's difficult for me to be asking you for money. That's the truth of it. But the fact is, we need the money to stay in business, bringing you community information. Local public radio is important to you in our community, so please help keep it strong. Keep it strong. And what we want you to do is contact the station, either by the website, and there's a place there that you can make a pledge, or you can call the station directly, 707 895-2324, extension 110. I'll say it again. 707-895-2324, extension 110. You know, I think, what does it cost nowadays to go to the movies? Seven and a half bucks, eight bucks, something like that. Do we go once a month? Maybe that amount of money you could give once a month, make a pledge. Or pick your own number. It's not my place, I guess, to actually tell you how much, so much to give. But do dig in and give something at the end of the year. We are very lucky that we have this public radio station. It's amazing. Not everybody has. They have some DJ somewhere in some other city. And um, we noticed how important KZYX was when we had the fire. Sometimes the radio station was the only connection to the outside world for people. Their cell phones didn't work. Their landlines did. You know, it was burned down. So, KZYX was it. Yep. That voice was Petra Schulte, our guest, who was kind enough to join in on this appeal. Thank you, Petra. Yeah, for sure. And for reminding us of what she did remind us, that there are times when the landlines go down, cell phones go down, but KZYX, with your support and your help is still here so we did the disclaimer you heard that now some news and notes an editorial before we talk about the blue zones with Petra Schulte last week I spoke with a dear friend a dear friend of at least 30 years He's been on this program. He's a friend that I respect and admire and appreciate and look up to. 
He's a nationally distinguished psychologist and a nationally known author. And during this conversation, he said to me, in his very matter-of-fact manner, Richard, we have lost our democracy, and we are now living in a fascist state. Since that day, I've been asking myself, every single day, several times every single day, what does a good citizen do when he is informed that he no longer lives in the democracy that he loves, that he grew up loving, and he's told that he's now living in a fascist state? Some of you may remember that I grew up in my early, very early years, preschool and then in the first grade, in the swamps of Florida, where I lived with my father and mother, because my dad was stationed at Eglin Air Force Base, which at the time was the secret proving ground for jet planes. My dad interrogated German, captured German generals and scientists on the topic of jet propulsion because Eglin Air Force Base was our early jet propulsion proving ground. As one of the only little boys on the entire base, I got to climb through the bellies of, bomb, of bombers. I got to sit in the barber shop on the laps of generals. And I grew up loving, at the time it was the Army Air Force, which the Air Force then split off and became the Air Force. And I grew up loving the Army Air Force. I grew up loving our country and believing in it. I, I grew up proud of the fact that we live in a democracy, and I've become a student of our revolution. My hero is Benjamin Franklin, with Thomas Jefferson coming in a close second. I love those guys and what they, what they did for us. And, and I moved every time I read their words that they pledge their lives, their fortune, and their sacred honor to bring us out from being subjects of a king who at a whim could dispose of us and being citizens of a democracy where each person has a vote and each person is counted equally. That's the country that I grew up loving. That's the country that I love and now I'm being told by a person that I revere that I no longer am living in this democracy. I'm told that I'm living in a fascist state, that this has sort of happened, sort of happened. And I ask myself, as I said before, I ask myself now and I ask you all, what do I do? What does a good citizen do? I've been a good citizen all of my life. I've been a practicing psychologist. I've taught at great universities. I've done research. I have a new book out that I hope all of you will look at. It's called Psychedelic Medicine. You can find it on Amazon. I've treated chemically dependent people for decades. I pay my taxes. I love my children and my family. Am I living in a fascist state? 
What do I do? And what do you all think about this? Do you think this dear friend, this distinguished person, is simply misleading me? I don't think so. I think he believes what he told me deeply. And he's an erudite person. He reads more newspapers in a day than I read in a week. So what do I do? Well, one thing I do is I share this with you, my dear gentle listeners and friends and family, on the airwaves. I ask, what do you think about this? Will you email me at drrichardlmiller at gmail.com? drrichardlmiller at gmail.com? Or will you call in here at the station, 707-895? No, that's the station that I asked you to do for the pledge. Here, here, right here in the studio, it's 937-5103. 707-937-5103. Express yourself or think about it and call me, call me next time. So I'm thinking about this topic, and I'm, I'm angsting about it. And I read the paper, and I see that Congress wants to pass a new tax bill that favors the upper 1% of the population. This is the upper 1% that I've been talking to you about for the last 15 years that are increasing their asset base. And by doing so, they're pushing the middle class and the lower class down even further. This is the worst possible thing we could do is to pass a bill to favor the upper 1%. This will take us back hundreds or thousands of years. One family in this upper one-tenth of 1%, the Waltons of Walmart, one family have the same amount of assets as the lowest 150 million people in the United States. I want to repeat that. One family, the Waltons, have the same amount of assets as the lowest 150 million people in these United States of America that I love. You question that data? Please research it and challenge me. Everything that I have done to research, and I know a bit on how to research, indicates that that is a fact. I'd love to hear from you if you think I'm mistaken. I'd love to be mistaken. I'd love for you to call up and say to me, you're off by many zeros. They really have as much as 15,000 people, or even 150,000 people, or even a million people. But 150 million people out of 330 million? And now we're going to pass a tax law that's going to give these folks at the very top, including the Waltons and the President of the United States, a benefit? Lower taxes? There's only one place that's going to come from. It's going to come from you, each one of you, and me, and your family, and my family. That's where it's going to come from. Where else? If I sound upset, you're right. I am upset. 
I don't know what a good citizen is supposed to do about this. And I want to know. And I'm going to keep asking myself every single day, several times every single day, until I come up with some kind of an answer. What is a good citizen supposed to do when there are strong indications that the democracy is not a democracy and that we've turned into a fascist state? And if you think this doesn't happen by an election, you're mistaken and don't know your history, please no offense to my saying it that way. Hitler came to power in an election. He did not come to power with a military group. He did not come to power with a coup d'etat. He was elected into office and created, that was the beginning of the fascist Nazi state. It can happen through elections, it happens in other countries. Please think about this. This is so important. Some of you who listen to this program know the topics that I consider important. The obesity epidemic in this country is one of the topics that's the highest on my list. You all know that. 67% of the American public now are obese or overweight. For the first time in recorded history, the percentage of obese is greater than the percentage of the overweight. This is a symptom when an entire cult, when 67% of a culture all share one illness. That is a symptom of the entire culture. This 67% are telling us something, and I think part of what they're telling us is their hopelessness, that this is what they have left in life, is to gorge themselves with junky stuff that adds weight to their human organism in such proportion that it does them in with various illnesses, including cardiovascular, diabetes, and cancer. It also is an indication that the food environment and our environment in general is systemically sick. It's not promoting uh, the healthy choice as an easy choice. And that's actually what the Blue Zone projects are doing throughout the U.S., in making the healthy choice the easy choice in our environment. And thank you, Petra, for chiming in. That's a perfect introduction to your topic. Petra Schulte, our guest today, received her B.A. in business from the Hochschule München yep. in Munich. How did I do with the pronunciation? <laughs> Very well. <laughs> thank you. She holds a single-subject teaching credential in health and business. She taught nutrition in public schools for 11 years. Petra completed her training as a raw food chef at the Living Light Culinary Arts Institute right here in Fort Bragg, California. She currently teaches their vegan and raw nutrition level one class. Petra received a certificate in plant-based nutrition from Cornell University. How many of you um, did I know that Cornell even taught a, this, a, a certificate program in plant-based nutrition? That alone is exciting. Petra is trained to teach the Physicians Committee Food for Life classes, which include healthy weight management, cancer and diabetes prevention, employee wellness, and kids' health. Currently, 
Petra is a nutrition educator. She works with Safe Passage. Check out Safe Passage on Google. It's a family resource center in Fort Bragg with funding through a California Department of Public Health SNAPT grant. Do that. Check out Safe Passage in Fort Bragg. Petra teaches healthy weight management. 67%, as I said, of the public need that, at least. She teaches cancer prevention and diabetes in the local community. And here's something of interest to some of you who are following this. In June, just this past June of 2017, she went to Cleveland and studied with Dr. Esselstein, who teaches a prevention in heart and reverse heart disease seminar. You want to check out this Dr. Esselstein, E-S-S-E-L-S-T-Y-N. Google him. Petra went there to Cleveland, Ohio, took the course, and is now teaching classes on preventing and reversing heart disease following Esselstein's dietary approach. I don't know if we'll have time for Esselstein today. We may because we're going to talk about the Blue Zones. By the way, before we launch in, I want to say something that I'm going to say again later today, which is that Petra is teaching a free class in the Blue Zones at the Mendocino Presbyterian Church, and it's going to begin on January 6th. It's going to go the 6th, the 13th, the 27th, and then three times in February, the 3rd, 10th of, oh, no, two times in February, the 3rd and the 10th, and then one time in March. Not only is this class, this excellent class, free, but there's going to be food tasting provided Mm -hmm. as well. So you get to take a class, you get to eat, you learn, you eat, you learn to eat healthy, and there's no charge for it. This is an amazing thing, absolutely amazing. Where, where do you go to take a class and get food and you're not charged for it? 707-397-5575 to contact Petra directly. I'll say it again. I'm going to say this at the end of the program. 707-397-5575. Please, Petra, say your email for people. Sure. So it's Petra, P-E-T-R-A, at wholeplantfoods.info. Whole, W-H-O-L-E, plant, foods, with an S, dot info. Petra at wholeplantfoods.info. If you missed this, we'll say it again at the end of the program. I'll just say her phone number one more time, 707-397-5575. Petra, take it from the top. We're talking about the blue zone. We're talking about increasing lifespan from up to 10 or 12 years, but of equal importance, we're talking about increasing the quality of our lives. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So it started out with Dan Butner. He was hired by the National Geographic to travel the world. He had done some uh, interesting bicycle travel with his brothers, um, even through the Sahara Desert. And so they hired him to look in the world where there are the longest-lived people. And they um, found them and then verified the data with scientists 
And the term blue zone is because one of the scientists, uh, when they found an area in Sardinia where people lived unusually long, he circled it with a blue pen. And that's why they're called blue zones. <laughs> that's a nice piece of information. And there are five blue zones in the world, again, verified. Some um, did not pen out, um, but five of them... Um, they found that people live unusually long, 10 to 12 years longer, and more healthfully. And that's what the class, the free class that I will be teaching, will be all about, is you will have a smorgasbord of ideas, and you can pick and choose what could work for you to make your environment and your food choices easier, so that the healthy choice is the easy choice. So um, there is Okinawa, Japan... There's Sardinia, Italy, there's um, Costa Rica, the Nicoya Peninsula in Costa Rica, there is Icaria, Greece, and we have one in the U.S., and that is in Loma Linda, California, a smoggy area, but people live very healthfully, um, partially because they are Seventh-day Adventists, and they take it from their religion to eat more of a plant-based diet. Very lucky. Yeah. But an <laughs> interesting thing. So there's a hub of them. <laughs> All right, so we've got one right here in the United States and then four others around the world. Yeah. My understanding is that here in the United States, one in 5,000 people live to 100 years old. That's right. But in the blue zones, a much higher percentage of people yes. live to over 100 years old. Yes, it's... Un it's um, I. Um, that's one thing I didn't check, but I think it's 2.5 people per 2,000 uh, population. So it's five times more than in the U.S. Five times more. Yeah. Okay. So what this man Butner did, if I understand it correctly, mm -hmm. and I'd like you to elaborate on it, is he attempted to see what the five zones had in common exactly so that we could learn what the foundation of their lifestyle is in order to learn from that and then take it back to us correct yes that's right and they call it the power nine and it's not just um and 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 just um to to encourage people it's not that you have to become a vegetarian but there's definitely a um they most people follow a vegetarian based diet mostly as a result of the dependency on homegrown and locally grown food. And so they do eat some meat, they do eat some fish, they eat some eggs, they eat some dairy, but mostly fermented dairy, like yogurt or um, some specialty cheeses, like sheep cheese in um, Sardinia. But about 95% of their calories come from plants. And the the Animal foods are more celebrative, like uh, as a celebration, they add it. Uh, they were mostly poor people, and a lot of them were isolated. They didn't get the fast food places. They did, they they ate their traditional food, and that's what um, I'm finding more and more. When we have a garden, um, when we are not going to the store all the time just to get all the packaged foods, we're eating more healthfully. And that's mostly um, some legume and some vegetables that we have in the garden, some fruit, 
some nuts and seeds, and grains. Give us some examples, please, of legumes. It's an interesting word, legumes. Yeah, so beans, lentils, and dried peas are legumes, and there are many, many beans. And the, the choices of beans in the blue zones vary. Like in Okinawa, they use soybeans more. In Costa Rica, they use black beans. Um, in Ikaria, Greece, they use black-eyed peas and chickpeas. And um, so getting back to the... I love nutrition. That's why I totally hone in on this plant's land. But there are many other factors that make them healthy. One is that they move more naturally. They con- they're constantly nudged into moving by the environment. And one, one thing that you could do is not use your TV remote. So you get up each time you want to switch the channel, if you are choosing to watch TV. Then purpose. Wait a second. Yeah. I want to talk about that and talk to you about that. Using the TV remote is extremely convenient. Yes. And most of us use it and are into it. Yeah. (laughs) If you look at our entire way of life, let's say during my lifetime, Mm -hmm. there has been a steady movement, uh, no pun intended, there's been a steady (laughs) non-movement, if you will, towards more convenience. Yes. And the very thing that we have done to create this convenience is working against us, isn't it? That's right. It's a fascinating thing. How many times have I, have you, Mike, everybody we know, gone to a store, gone to a restaurant, gone to visit a friend, gone somewhere in an automobile, and what we all attempt to do Maybe not all, but the, the highest percentage of us attempt to do is get a parking space as close as possible to where we're going yeah. in order to walk the least. Some of us very same people, myself very much included, go to the gymnasium or go out into the world. Also, I do almost every day of the week, ride my bike or swim or do the elliptical or do some kind of exercise This very same guy who's working hard an hour, sometimes two hours a day to exercise, will drive around the block to find a parking spot closer. And I'm saying to myself, listening to you, as soon as you said the issue with the remote, I'm saying, why don't I try to find a spot five blocks away and and add five blocks? Yeah, that would help. (laughs) Now, there is somebody sitting in this room who practices what we're talking about, and that's Mike DeLaura. Because he, you are, you're a man who gets a great deal of exercise built into your natural walking around day. And I know you do. And the way I know it is because you tell me about the pedometer that you carry in your pocket and you keep track of the number of steps. Tell us right. a little about that pedometer, please. Well, I'm using an iPhone now. Uh, I've graduated. But oh. uh, the iPhone has a built-in program or a program app that... Uh, helps to measure those, all movement, basically. And I shoot for 10,000 steps a day. And uh, I, I notice that it's seasonal. It's harder for me to get them in the wintertime. I tend to put 10, 12,000 a day during the summer and spring and so on. But in the winter, a little less. I'm a little more sedent- sedentary, I think. Well, what it means is, I would I guess, is that in the winter... 
you might be more likely to take the car or maybe take your bicycle to your shop rather than walk down the lane because of the inclement weather. That's right. That's something we have to adjust for. But we're talking generally here across the board in order to get across to our neighbors and family who are listening to this, for them to look at, as we're going to look at today with your bringing this to us, how many places in our lives have we moved towards convenience but at the price of losing the exercise which is so important to our well-being, and many people don't have the time or the luxury that I do to be able to go to a gym or to be able to go out on the trail with my bicycle. But if they can build it into their day, including such little things as not using the remote and getting all the way up out of the chair and walking six feet across the room, oh my gosh, and changing the channel. And how many times we changed the channel and if we got up every single time and measured it on Mike's pedometer at the end of the week or the year... Yeah, it it, would add up. ...to some very significant numbers. Mm -hmm. And this is an approach that we really need to take to follow you in the blue zone. Yeah, deconveniencing it? your life. Deconveniencing in order to convenience. In order to have have the exercise built in so that you have more vibrant health because um, movement, naturally moving, is really awesome. I don't always... I do have a dog, and that really helps. So having uh, a dog usually gets people out more, even in... in bad weather, no, not necessarily that it's bad weather, but just wetter weather or colder weather. And um, I don't always want to take the time to exercise, but if you move, um, you know, go, like I, instead of um, using the remote to um, telephone, I get up and get to my landline, and that helps me move a little bit more. I want to bring in some numbers here to substantiate what you're telling us about today, Petra. Uh, In the United States, one in 4,000 people make it to 100. In Nicoya, Costa Rica, one of the blue zones, 16 people out of 4,000. So 16 times as many. In this Ikaria, Greece... 97% of the population are over 70. And of that 97% who are over 70, the founder of the Blue Zone, Mr. Butner, found only three cases of dementia. Yeah, the dementia rate in uh, Ikaria is only 20%, whereas on the mainland, it's 50%. So, and that's partially another um, power nine is the social connection with um, among people in the blue zones is very strong they have a great network um, just about all of them have some faith whether it's you know some of them are Catholic like in Ikaria Greece and Sardinia or Buddhist it doesn't matter what um, religion but they they belong to a faith-based community and they put family and friends first They put family and friends first. That's one of the keys to the Blue Zones. Family and faith first. 
And the faith can be whatever you particularly yeah. believe in. It doesn't have to be a religion, by the way. No, it, but a spiritual belief that there's some something out there that is... Greater than us? Greater than us. Is there, some, <laughs> is there anybody out there who's going to deny that there's something greater than <laughs> us? <laughs> because here we are. And that we can... I think it's... I mean, that now I'm interpreting it, but for me it is that... I can relax because there is a higher power for me. It's it's a god, but you know, for each person, it's it's their own unique um, way of looking at life. That life is not just where we have to figure everything out. And by the way, as you're listening to this, you don't have to take notes. You can just go to Google and Google Blue Zones, and you will find all kinds of information and. Very easily on the Blue Zone uh, website, you're going to see the Blue Zone home checklist, the Blue Zone kitchen checklist, the Blue Zone bedroom checklist, and the Blue Zone tribe checklist. And that's the one about friends that Petra is talking to us about. The importance of socializing. Socializing isn't just sitting around and shooting the fat. There's something that's essential about connecting with each other on a regular basis yeah. that is essential for not only our health, but evidently our longevity. Definitely. Our very longevity. Yes. And, um, I, yeah, we will do that in class too, and you can do it at home also. The, the books also have uh, some of the checklists, but it's really nice to do it online. And it's bluezones.com. And there's a wealth of information on the Blue Zones. So you talked a little bit about the, um, about the food that people eat in, the, uh, in these zones. By the way, I'm reading here, as you can do, that uh, in Loma Linda, one of the, one of the five Blue Zones, um, they rely on beans, nuts, slow-cooked oatmeal, whole wheat bread, and real soy milk. They drink six to eight glasses of water a day. That's an interesting thing, isn't it? Think about it. Your religion tells you what to eat. Some people would say, oh, I'm not listening to my religion telling me what to eat. I can eat anything I want. But in this particular case, it's discovered that following their religious beliefs, they become one of the groups that live in higher proportions, much higher proportions than the rest of us, to over a hundred years old. Yeah, they live. I, I can give you a stat from the Adventist Health Study too. Yes. This has um, this study is an ongoing longitudinal um, cohort study, and it started in two thousand two, and compared to the general public, vegetarians live nine point five years longer for men. And Just say, being a vegetarian in and of itself. Yes. Please read that again. Yeah, so uh, compared to the general public, vegetarians live 9.5 years longer for men and 6.1 years longer for women. Wow. Oh, my gosh. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you don't have to give up. You know, you don't have to become a vegetarian, and that's what I like about the Blue Zone is you can do the plant slant. The plant slant. Yes. Tell us us about the plant slant. There's hope um, for me. There is hope for you because, you you know, uh, you can eat some animal foods. 
Uh, but make about nine, uh, have a goal that about 95% of your um, food comes from whole plant foods. 95%? Yeah, and, and 5% from animal foods. Then I can still tear into a spare rib and rip the meat off the bone and chew on it like an animal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And make it a healthier uh, meat, you know, um, get grass-fed. Because, like, in the blue zone, the thing is, they don't know whether in spite of having the animal foods in their diet, they live longer or whether it's because of it. Um, generally, populations, and that's what is so exciting, it's... it's um, it's a cross section. It's a when you look at different populations, and then you see tendencies. And in these blue zones, the plants land is definitely predominant, but also the movement naturally moving. Naturally moving. I read that in Sardinia, hundred and two year olds chop their own wood for oh, yeah. their fireplace yeah. and ride bicycles. Yes, we don't. Uh, we want to keep active as much as possible. And then also downshifting, like dealing with stress. We all have stress in our lives, but um, that you have certain routines to shed your stress. This is almost the opposite of what we're taught, isn't it? I mean, we're taught work hard, retire, then put your feet up, yeah. right? It's this whole thing, put your feet up. Everybody in our culture knows what it means to put your feet up. What's, you know, what's a great day off? I put my feet up. I yeah. kick back. Oh, yeah. kicking back is another expression. <laughs> I kick back and put my feet up. And then how often is it? I kick back, put my feet up, and had a cold one, which yeah. means a beer. Everybody yeah. knows a cold one means a beer. Right? Yeah. Well, kicking back is important. But if you do too much kicking back, you kick off. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's very good. We should remember that as a slogan. Too much <laughs> kicking back and you kick off. <laughs> well, nutrition, staying active, really? tribal, tribal activity. Yes, belonging. Talk to us about tribal activity. That about you're part of... of um, Groups of like-minded people or, you know, people that you cherish, that you enjoy spending time with. Volunteering is a great way, as long as it's not too much and stresses you out. But volunteers generally live longer. And also people who have partners, they live up to three years longer. Now, the, the, besides the plants land, um, the biggest denominator for longevity is to be part of a faith-based community. You can live four to, f four to 14 years longer. Four to 14 years longer. So you get a big kick forward in longevity as well as health from being semi-vegetarian. And you get a big kick from having something that you believe in. And a part, being part of a faith community. And being part of it. Four times, they, they, they you know, they always, four times that four times a, a, a month, you're part of it. Like I sing in the choir and it gives me great, great joy to sing. Yes. And I would think, like the other day I went swing dancing I was so jazzed afterwards. I mean, I was kind of tired. I kind of wanted to stay home. But then I went, I, it's, it connects people, like dancing connects people. You have contact with each other. And the music is joyous. I mean, 
it's pretty awesome to move your body, to be connected to people. There's so many ways to bring joy and love and good food into your into your life. The voice you were just listening to is that of Petra Schulte. She's here on Mind, Body, Health, and Politics. Petra's talking to us about the blue zones, five areas of the world where people live to over 100 more than anywhere else in the world. She's telling us about the lessons, the lessons of the blue zone, moderate physical activity which can be accomplished as part of your daily life, having a purpose, yes. getting up in the morning and having a purpose rather than, oh, what am I going to do today? I'm bored. Stress reduction, doing something in your life on a regular basis to reduce the stress. You don't have to go put on a loincloth and sit in the Himalayas. You can do figure out something to do to reduce stress, and that does not mean taking drugs or alcohol and having them reduce the stress for you. It means something more like exercise. They're telling us about moderating our caloric intake, of course, having a plant-based diet rather than a meat-based diet, which I was brought up on. I was brought mm-hmm. up on bacon in the morning, hamburger sure. for lunch, steak for dinner, sure. three times a day meat. Yeah, and in the Blue Zones, they do it about five times a month. Five times a month for, for, for meat. Moderate alcohol intake. But if you don't drink now, don't start. You don't have to start, right? <laughs> Engagement in some form of spirituality or religion mm-hmm. or something that you can sort of hold on to. Engagement in family life. Engagement in social life. These are the nine lessons that this uh, Butner, who went around and studied the five groups, by the way, Butner has two books yeah. that are right here that uh, Petra brought with her. Uh, one's called The Blue Zones, and the, uh, the other's called The Blue Zone Solution. Dan Butner, B U E T T N E R. But if you just type in Blue Zone, you'll, you'll find Butner and you'll find everything that, uh, that Petra's teaching us about. Just to review again. Physical activity, life purpose, stress reduction, moderate calorie intake, plant-based diet, moderate alcohol, very moderate, wine, not hard spirits, engagement in spirituality, engagement in family life, and engagement in social life. These are the nine lessons. You'll find them online. Petra, tell us what you're doing to bring the Blue Zones to our community. Well, I am very, very excited about the Blue Zone because... The, and and there is this blue zone project city. Uh, Dan Butner, then and I don't work for them. Just as a you know disclaimer. Good. That's a disclaimer. Um, so um, they they joined with Healthways, and now what they are doing it's a for profit company. So they go cities that are interested in becoming a blue zone, where the healthy choice is the easy choice. Um, they. Um, bring in the Blue Zone team, but it costs money, and that's the thing. So I went to the Fort Bragg City Council because Ukiah is thinking of doing it. The Seventh-day Adventist uh, contacted the city of Ukiah, and they are in collaboration, and they have put staff time aside to become a Blue Zone project city. And it's it's comes at a hefty price. It comes with you know experts coming in to kind of revamp, like I have tried to change the food environment um, through public health. They have, we have had this CX3 project. 
and um, I've tried to change the food environment. Like I worked with a grocery store in Fort Bragg to make healthy checkout lanes, and for a while that worked, but then it faded away. Well, it's like um, a blue zone project city. Not that I think I'm that important, but it's like. 1,000 Petras or 1,000 whoever is doing something for the uh, health of our community. It's such a massive change where um, restaurants sign up. They always have a healthy choice in the restaurants. They have um, healthy checkout places. They work with the city council to have ordinances where there are more walkways, where people can walk rather than drive. You know, everything is made for the car in America. Whereas uh, in Europe, because it grew slower, we have more walkways. We know it's important that people can go out in the country and walk on land in, in nature. So bringing, bringing all these lessons from the blue zone into a city. For example, I, um, in the um, beach cities in Southern California, they had a blue zone project. It took about three or four years. They reduce, reduced obesity rate by 14%. That's trombific. And tobacco smoking by 30%. That's huge. Like that percentage in a whole in in one community because they had the blue zone project city. Let me throw in a quick commercial on what you just said. If you're listening to this program and you still smoke cigarettes, bless your heart, get some help. Reach out to somebody. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to a family member. Reach out to a program. Just reach out in some way and just acknowledge. Tell them, say, hey, you know, I still smoke cigarettes and I want help. And and do everything you can. Because cigarette smoking in and of itself is one of the most deleterious things we can do to our system. I mean, if you just think about having a fire in a fireplace and sticking your head in the smoke. That's similar to what we're doing when we smoke cigarettes. And I'm saying this as a person who smoked cigarettes. I'm not holier than thou by any means. I did. And I'm so glad that I don't. And just reach out. That's what it takes. Reach out. And, and the same, I think in some ways, being overweight or obese may be even harder to deal with. Because when you smoke, you can hide it a bit. You know, you can go out, you have to go outside the workplace, or you can go somewhere and smoke. But when, you, when we're walking around overweight or obese... Yeah, and we again, carry it, it with us. And yeah. again, I'm speaking to someone who's been 100 pounds overweight, not holier than thou, yeah, actually it was 95 to be exact. <laughs> and, and, and there was no way I could hide it. So 100% of the time, I was ashamed of myself. And that is very deleterious to our health, to walking around in the world ashamed. So this is a plea. Just like we made a plea for funding, this is a plea for your health and for your life. If you're suffering from one of those two things, reach out to somebody and say, hey, can you help me? Can we put our heads together? Yeah. Thank you for allowing me that, Petra, to yeah, put in a sure. little commercial there on that Yeah, one. and it's a systemic problem. Our environment is not promoting the healthy choice. 
And we live in an, in an environment where convenient f convenience foods are everywhere, junk food is everywhere, and is encouraged. And so I actually think that uh, faith-based communities could really do some good in, in adopting Blue Zone principles because they are always feeding people. They always love so to socialize, like, you know, so that they would have healthier drinks and foods and help people who have illnesses. We pray for them or, you know, bless them or wish them well in whatever, you know, way we can. And if we can bring that more to to um, into faith-based communities that they help out also in helping people become healthier again from the chronic diseases that befall us like obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. You mentioned convenience stores. Again, that word convenient, like the remote control, yeah. like driving to where we could walk, to being all of us brought up to believe that easier is better. Yeah. And forgetting that exercise is essential. Yes. I'm getting a signal here. We have three minutes. Petra, I want to thank you so much for bringing us Blue Zones. Petra Schulte, she's having this class where you get both the class and food free. It's going to be at the Mendocino Presbyterian Church. It's starting on January 6th of 2018. That's just one month away. It's going to be during the day at 11 o'clock. To register, either call her at 707-397-5575. Remember, this is free. This is not an advertisement for a product. There will be no charge to you. Petra, give us your email address again, please. It's Petra, P-E-T-R-A, at wholeplantfoods.info. Petra at wholeplantfoods.info. Yes. Blue Zones, go to Google, type in Blue Zones and learn more about them. And in order for us to bring Petra and the Blue Zones to you, we had to have KZYX. Yes. So we need your help. Please go to the website, make a year-end donation. Or call 707-895-2324, extension 110, 707-895-2324, extension 110, or the website KZYX, and make a year-end donation. Some amount, no matter how small, is going to help us bring people like Petra and the many other people that I brought you and the other hosts and the other DJs on KZYX. Coming up soon will be Susan Jewell, who's been bringing you the most wonderful classical music and the history of the classical music for something around 20 years. How long, Susan? 24. 24 years, Susan Jewell. And recently she's moved from every other week, incredibly, to every week. Wow. Every week she's doing this. And listen to what she has to say about the classical musicians that she brings us, the research that she brings you. That alone is worth a donation. And thank you, Dr. Miller, for what you do, oh, your service. You're welcome. And I want to ask you to please tune in again in exactly two weeks for the next edition of Mind, Body, Health, and Politics, which is brought to you by KZYX and our entire staff. And I want to give a special thanks to Jeff, our 
General Manager, Alice, our Program Director, Rich Culbertson, our Master Engineer. These folks and the other folks on the staff, please forgive me for not mentioning your names, these three, Jeff, Alice, and Rich, are doing a fantastic job at bringing this program. We'll be with you in two weeks. Until then, this is Dr. Richard Miller reminding you that good health is worth working hard for, even if it means inconvenience. And it's essential to keep our democracy, and if we don't have it, to get our democracy back. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I see trees of green Red roses too I see them blue For me and you